Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and all the rest of you frozen turkeys. It is episode 75 of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, FM 99 of the Fox's first and only WWE wrestling podcast. And, uh, wow, you know, it's 75. We're three quarters of the way to 100. Yeah, we are. We're getting there. Wow. How is this still going on? (laughs) Uh, The bosses let us do it still. I don't think they know we're here. Probably not. Um, (laughs) They're gone, so. I am Sean Hood. Sitting across from Mr. Dave Taylor. Hey, gobble gobble everybody or whatever turkey things. Are turkey things. You heard it here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Eat Sleep Podcast, repeat. And uh, there, are, of course, we are a wrestling podcast, a WWE-centered wrestling podcast. Yes. And we got lots to get to today. Survivor Series, TakeOver, it was quite the full weekend. But first, got to take care of some business. Got to tell you that you can find us lots of different ways. Easiest way. It's going to be on FM99.com and 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab. ESPR, we're right there. He goes right to our most recent episode on our SoundCloud. Super easy. And speaking of SoundCloud, you can find us on all the media podcast apps, except apparently TuneIn. It seems like SoundCloud and TuneIn had some kind of issue or something. Yeah, yeah, the latest shows have not been updating. It's we, not, they're not we, updating on there, which is weird. So you may have to tell people to find us on other avenues, on the Apple, uh, Apple podcast thing or on uh, uh, Spotify. Yeah. We're on there now. Uh, make sure you tell people about us being on Spotify. We're all, I mean, we're on a bunch of stuff. Most of your major podcast apps type in ESPR, WWE, will come right up, and you can listen to us and enjoy all of this. And there's lots of other ways you can interact with us on Facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99, or email us, ESPR at FM99.com. We do want to hear from you, so please, by all means, get in touch with us. We love hearing from you guys. It is our most recent episode. Uh, if you are listening, by the way, please make sure you... Uh, do us a favor, go over, give the show a five-star rating and a review. No matter what platform you're listening on, it helps, uh, but make sure it's five-star rating and a review. The review is necessary to help us move up the charts and put us in front of more eyes, which is what we're looking for. It's what yep. we want. And ears. So, in any event, yeah, ears, that's more important, I guess. <laughs> It'd be really weird if they were just looking at it. Yeah, I don't know if they want to look at us. That so. would be really <laughs> strange. Um, If you're just watching the audio play, that would be... <laughs> Really well, well, yeah, yeah. You just say it. There's a <laughs> graphic just standing still. Yep, there it is. There's the logo. Man, that's cool. Anyway, so. Hey, what is iVox.com, by the way? They have us up I-Vox? there, too. Yeah, that might be foreign or something, but they got us all listed. Know. Never heard of them. So well, we're up there, too. So All right, we're on iVox, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I-V-O-O-X. There you go. It's iVox. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> I don't know. In any event, <laughs> we're everywhere. Yes. Uh, like a disease. But the point is, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to news is going right out the window. We just don't have time for it today. And we're going to dive right into NXT TakeOver War Games. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, really, it was only a, like a four-match show. Kind of surprise five-match. Yeah. But that uh, lasted all of 10 seconds. I, I get why they did it. Yeah. And I also think so that way, like the first match that was first and wasn't like the well, first match. Well, we should match. say Matt Riddle came out first. Yeah. Bro. Um, he came out super over with the crowd. They were excited to see him. He comes yeah. out, cuts a little promo about Cassius talking smack to him and everything. And he's like, look, I don't have anything to do tonight. We're all here. Like, why not? And uh, so then Cassius comes out, tells him he's going to knock him out in the ring. And, uh, well, that's not what happens. Cassius gets in. The bell rings. He tries to charge Riddle with his back's turned. And Riddle turns around and puts, like, the most beautifully placed jumping knee I, I think I might have ever seen in professional wrestling. Take note, Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, it's not in their <laughs> nose. Is where, yeah, it's not where you want to put it. But either way, it looked great. And uh, it gives Riddle a quick win over Ono, which Ono's thing is those quick. He's done one or two of those knockout victories yeah, previously. Yeah. So that's a big deal. I think that'll become a big storyline between the two of them. 
with Ono being furious that that happened to him. He needs something to happen because he's just been treading water in the next tee. So. I don't think he's going to go anywhere, really. I just I don't think he's he's not he's. I've never really thought he had match of the night. He's had good matches. He's had yeah. some really good matches, but I don't think he's ever had match of the night. And I think to a degree, they also look at his his. I think they're willing to have him on the roster and they have spot for him. But they look at his unwillingness to work on his his, his what kind of shape he's yeah. in as a okay. Well, we're not going to depend on you then. You know, we're not going to make you the guy if we can't depend on you to do these things we ask of you. Yeah. And I mean, I think he's fine the way he is as far as his style because I don't think he has to be much you know smaller to do that kind of, the kind of stuff he does. But that's what they want of him and. You know, he, he's in the role he's going to be in for now. He's kind of in that gatekeeper role, it seems like, which I don't have a problem with necessarily. I just would like to see him get him some wins time from time to time. He's kind of now, it's almost, he's almost now gone to the role of Andrade Cien almost, almost before he became NXT champion because that's essentially what he did. The new guys would come in and to yeah. prove themselves, they'd face Andrade, have a great match, and then move on. He just kind of reminds me of like, and I don't want to compare him to the big cast, but I just get that kind of vibe. Of I don't just... get that vibe at all because he's talented. Um, <laughs> and he's well, that, he has that part, but I mean, <laughs> and he's still employed. So um, <laughs> I have. I, I, right. He's definitely awkward a little bit, you know. But he's and he's got a similar look. Yeah, I mean, to yeah. big cast, <laughs> but he's also infinitely more talented than Cass. And I mean. His matches are very hard-hitting, and they're entertaining to watch. Yeah, he does a lot more hard-hitting. Oh, my God. And Riddle also, I mean, when you see that kind of finisher on somebody, you know they're planning on him being a hard-hitting style dude. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to what Riddle does. The bro thing doesn't really do anything for me, but apparently that's just him. So they always tell you, they always tell you your best character is you turned up to 11, so yeah. I guess we're getting a lot of bro coming our way. Uh, but so anyways, Matt Riddle wins in about three seconds. I don't know. Uh, coming up next was uh, Shayna Baszler uh, defeating Gary Sane in a th- two out of three falls match, two falls to one. A little underwhelming just because they didn't really let it become much of a match. This had to be one of the shortest two out of three fall matches going three falls. I, I think I've seen this is not- just under 11 minutes. Yeah, it was pretty short. And I mean, that's like that's the equivalent of time that I would expect them to give a two out of three falls match on like Raw. Yeah, most times you know this. It, then the pacing was amazing. Oh, they it was. Don't get me wrong. I was entertained while it was happening, and, but and this I, was one of those ones that made me wish it was like it was a best of three or a best you, of five. Or, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe that's why they kind of maybe rushed it a little bit. It wasn't a bad match. It was a great match. Right. Um. You know the interference we talked about last week from the uh, the horsewoman. Yeah. Uh, that played a big factor in that. More of so, course. I thought that maybe Kara was going to maybe pull out, squeak out a win for maybe something happening. But but Shayna has to look strong. Of course. And Dakota Kai reappearing now and standing up to Shayna yeah. and the other bullies, which is a big deal for Dakota Kai's character. So, I mean, that story's still going on, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was because I was wondering, like, man, is someone going to come out and help? Because I was trying to remember, like, who, who on the face side, you know, is going to come out. And I kind of forgot about her because she's been kind of low-key and, and you yeah. know, it was great to see her. Yeah, and Dakota Kai, and then I can't remember the other girl's name who came out. Do you have it up there? Uh, oh my gosh, that was. Um, she was in the May Young tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. She lost in the, uh, in the, finals. the finals. Yeah, yeah. against Tony Storm. Yeah, and I can't remember. Uh, Yo Shirai, Shirai, Yo Shirai. Uh, yeah, Lo Shirai. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yo Shirai. Yep. Um, yeah, so she came out, did a beautiful moonsault on everybody because yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of her thing. But uh, so it looks like we might be getting Yo Dakota Kai and Kyrie. Versus the horsewomen. Yeah, which is great. So, yeah, build, I'm good with that. Build up the horsewomen. Let let these other two get the experience I think they're going to need to yeah, eventually you know, transition. Yeah, agreed. Uh, up next, well, we should say Shayna Baszler successfully defends. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was again, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, 
it wasn't a barn burner. Maybe the maybe the weakest of their matches so far. Yeah, but it was still good. Yeah, yeah, it was nothing w- w- bad. About yeah, it. Not, yeah, not bad. Just just wish I had more time. Right. I wish they, know, I f- wish they'd been able to go at least twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. In so. a two out of three falls match, and you're done. In the short steel. Yeah, the- that was the only, that's my only real gripe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Alistair Black uh, defeated Johnny Gargano. Holy yeah. crap! <laughs> Holy crap! What a match! So good, so good. It was it was ridiculous. Dave's gonna gripe. I am gonna gripe. You go ahead. You go first. You loved it. I did love it. It was fantastic. The storytelling in the match was awesome. I agree with you there two. in that part. The storytelling was amazing, and I loved the finish where I – you know what? I was I was rooting for Alistair the whole time, too. And then there was the part where Johnny picks himself up on him, and he says, put me out of my misery like he's begging him to just put him away. And he then ducks it and rolls him up. And that split second, I was like, ooh, if Johnny wins like this, I'm so okay with it because – the ring psychology. That's so good. Yeah, get in the um, guy's head. But then he gets the double black mass. Uh, and they were good black mass kicks, too. They look good. And he lays Johnny out. One, two, three. Great match. My beef with the match, and we mentioned this before he went on, was just Johnny doing, flying through the ropes, hitting the DDT and Alistair Black outside the ring. Right. You know, and, and it, it's just the DDT doesn't mean anything nowadays. I, I feel like Jim Cornette well, no, when doesn't. I was watching this it, match. when I was just It like, doesn't mean anything you know. nowadays, but it means nothing almost anywhere nowadays. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's silly because we have these moves that people, like you said, should be finishing people. I mean. Uh, um, um, Sami Zayn was using that. He would dive through the ropes, uh, oh, turnbuckle through. Yeah. by the turnbuckle, yeah. and he'd do that uh, DDT. And it just it it's silly because, like you said, it's on the floor <laughs> that should kind of be a finisher, especially. But tornado DDTs in the ring, nothing means anything anymore. Yeah. But you get guys like Dean Ron, Dean Rollins, Dean Ambrose, <laughs> who are finishing dudes with Be- double arm DDTs. He's got that. Yeah, I mean, Randy you Orton, has, it's a setup for him, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But I mean, he could end a match that way. And even uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa uses it yeah. at the time. It's all. It's it's just. You almost have to look at it from a perspective of each guy. This is something that is. It's you know. It's funny. Is I mean, and you could make an argument for this. Is that people perfect moves. So like, you could like, make an argument there. Like that, it's not a signature move, so it right. doesn't put the guy out. So when right. Valentin Dream dropped three leg drops, right? You know, he's in not the match. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. It's not a Hulk Hogan <laughs> leg drop, so it's not going to have the same. He's not Hulk Hogan was also about three hundred pounds. Yeah. Dream's not. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's also very different. Um, that was pretty great, though. But I mean, we'll get to that yeah. match. But uh, I, I do, I do see what you mean. But for me, that's just an overall thing with wrestling these days. So I'm not going to hold it against Gargano. Yeah, I, I know that's what you know, the Independence have. I mean, it was a good match. I mean, it was entertaining and stuff. You know, and I thought Johnny was going to win. It was a great match. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not disagreed in any way. I'm just, you know, it was it. Good, I was good giant, doesn't but. sound like great, Dave. <laughs> Like, I could say something was good, but that don't mean it was not. Like, I mean, if I say good, I don't mean great. I mean uh, Okay, great. so, like, you had that, oh, uh, how was your thing? See, it was good. You know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe you get when you, it was good. It was good. No, no, it was great. It was great. But it um, got even better with the next match. Yeah, and Aleister Black got the win, we should say Yeah, that. yeah, he did, yeah. So, um, up next was? Tomasa Chapa versus uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, which, the- again, they started a little slow. A little slow. But, man, they picked up, and it got awesome down the stretch. Yeah, it did. I was a little concerned that the styles might not might not, might not mesh real well, but and at the beginning it seemed maybe, but I tell you what they felt each other out, they got into the groove, and they were killing it later in the match. Well, I mean it's it a twenty two minute match, so this was given lots of time. They yeah. had you know they had a good time to to build up to it, so you know, they didn't have to rush anything. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and a lot of the false finishings at, at the end with Dream, like we talked about dropping the leg drops. 
It was weird because you even kind of came out with the Hogan vibe. Oh, we did with, it last with, time with, you know, with the bandana and like everything. This time was the same thing. You did Hogan again, but this time you did NWO Hogan, <laughs> which I also loved his shirt, the Velveteen World Order or whatever he did. Like that was so good. I loved it. That was so like I mean, his outfits always crack me up. I like him, and I like how he had the Hollywood bandana. Yeah, and whatnot. At one point, it came off of his head, and my girlfriend was like, "He needs to pick up his bandana." And like <laughs> at like five seconds later, he rolls over and grabs it and picks it up, and I was like, "See, he heard you. Yeah. It's fine." But it was great. A, a great action outside the ring, too. A very physical match. Very a, a, physical. A, a, the, which I give, I mean, we knew Chapa has that style because of the match with Johnny Gargano and everything. But to see Velveteen Dream wrestle this way is a good sign because I'm watching this going, ooh, he could go to the WWE. But I still worry about what, what his fate will be when he goes up there. Yeah, my problem is that, and one thing I love about Velveteen Dream is he's one of those effeminate characters. He's kind of fabulous, you know, yeah. whatever you want to say. But there's no mention of like his sexuality or it's not about that. This is just his this is just his persona. You know, like it's not about whether he's gay or anything like that. Because if Vince was booking this, especially like 10, 15 years ago, yeah. oh my God, he'd be it would be all about that he's a gay guy. And that's not a problem with a guy being with the, the superstar being gay. Yeah. But that doesn't need to be the, the the character. That doesn't need to be the angle. It needs to be deeper than that. Them as a person. You know, yeah. more than that. I mean, and that's why I love Dream. It's about who 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 he is, his personality, what he what he desires, respect. You know, the spotlight. The he these are the things that he feeds on. You know, and I love that. It's deeper than than some of Vince's storytelling. It's funny when you said fabulous, and I was like, wait, would they put him with like somebody like a Carmella or like an R Truth or like you know? I'm just there's got to be a way, or he just needs to come in and stand on his own if he ever. Mm-hmm. You know, gets up there and stuff. You know, you mentioned the characters like that, like Adrian Adonis mm-hmm. was so over the top with, with with the character and just yeah. the, and this was in the 80s when you know it was, it was a completely different time right you know, you know but he made and people say it ruined his career but like to me like it like made him like a bigger star because you was, you know kind of like before gold dust it just made him so outlandish where you're like man like what's this guy gonna do and it was you know it was this right. guy who kind of let himself go a little bit but like but the dude could still fly he could still move mm-hmm. and he put on entertaining matches and this guy in great shape, can fly. Oh my god! Can move. This dude has. If if nothing seriously wrong happens to him, this dude has the world in front of him. As far as to, like John Cena made a comment about Velveteen Dream being, he has it. Yeah, he has the potential to be the star in WWE. And I mean, to me, that's a huge deal. That yeah. coming from John Cena, that's a big deal. Yeah, you know? yeah. When you get that kind of blessing, but yeah, great match. And then an even better match to close the show. Holy crap! The War Games. <laughs> Freaking, it was amazing. You had, you had Undisputed Era versus uh, Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and the War Raiders. Okay, first of all, I thought about this. I was like, man, if I was the heels, you know what I would do? I was like, the the the, well, the first time they let one of us out of the cage, I would run over to the good guy cage. All of us just force our way out of the cage, run over to the good guy cage, and like tip it over, you know, on the door, <laughs> yeah. so they can't get out. And so there you have that sort of thing going on. So like then you can start putting people in, you know what I mean? But regardless. Uh, we had Adam Cole starting it off, and Adam Cole started it off against um, War Rick- Raider Hanson, right? Uh, no, Ricochet. No, Ricochet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I thought it was Hanson came out next because yeah. it was going to be Pete Dunne, and then it ended Hanson stopped. Well, well O'Reilly uh, came out, and then- Well, um, I just mean for-, for Oh, for that team. Yeah, then yeah. Hanson, yeah. yeah. But, uh, man, wow. I mean, you talk about it. I mean- well, it, I mean, where do you even start with this match? It was yeah. physical. There was some crazy. There was some contrived, contrived spots where, like this, the huge Tower of Doom spot. Like, I mean, that was a little yeah, silly to set yeah. up, but man, it was a cool visual. And I tell you what, 
the War Raiders look good in this. The War Raiders looked real good in this. Pete Dunne looked like a beast when he finally came He's in. He's so over. He's so over, dude. And the Undisputed Era, I mean, those, could they be any better? Could those guys, especially as a unit, could they be any better? The only thing I'm trying to figure out with these guys, and this is not a negative way, is who's like, is it Cole? Who's the leader of that group? Cole. 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 Yeah. Because cause they are like maybe the closest thing we've had to the Four Horsemen since the Four Horsemen, because they always say, oh, this group's the next Four Horsemen. Right. Um, you know, just keep these guys together. And th- that's why I love the factions. Yeah, I don't want to see, you know, a year from now, you know, whatever, because that's what made the Horsemen great is, I mean, unless you left the company, you didn't really leave until, you know, until they brought in Sting and then, you know, got, you know, then they'd be rotating guys in and out. But, man. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It was such a good match. I mean, there's too many things for us to really pick apart all this stuff in the match. But, I mean, first of all, Hanson looked great. I think Hanson looked fantastic fantastic yeah. in this match. That big man got to show off what he could do. And it's so funny because last year, similar thing, Killian Dane, this was a match he got to shine and he got yeah. to show off how athletic he could be. How 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 high flying he could be? How I mean, like these guys. Uh, this was a great job for Hanson too to really display what he could do. And I mean, Ricochet, of course, is Ricochet. Pete Dunn is Rick Pete Dunn. I think the guys who stood out to me the most in this match were Hanson, War Raider Hanson, and Kyle O'Reilly. I think those yeah. were the guys who, to me, stood out the most in this match as as the the stars of the well, match. Yeah, like well, Cole and Ricochet wrestling the whole match. Oh, I know. Uh, I mean, those guys. You know, it was a forty-seven minute match. This is physical. I mean, yeah, there's some yeah, downtime. This match was getting close to an hour <laughs> by the time it was over. Would you have the big moves? But you know, even like you know, when the Kendall stick comes out, you know, and Pete Dunn's just whacking know, people, whacking people away. <laughs> you know, and you're you're you know, been wrestling for thirty minutes, and then you got you got to get pounded on even more. By the way, I loved when they had Pete Dunn stuck in that submission in the one ring. Yeah, and the uh, Cole and or was it Cole and. Strong or somebody were keeping everybody from getting over there to save him. They were just like swinging at the at the ropes <laughs> and stuff like that with the kendo stick and whatnot, trying to keep him from getting in there yeah. to save him from the submission. And I loved that they like back body dropped the Warriors did uh, ricochet over <laughs> them to the other side. That was like a good and I was like that was cool as hell actually. Like I like that a lot. But I mean, it just what a great match that was. So much fun to watch, entertaining to me. And this sounds silly, but like. Physical enough that it, it justified what it was, but without getting to the point of over the top violence that was unnecessary and dangerous. Uh, well, I kind of feel that way because I know last year you got some of the spots where I'm like, man, this is like, you know, with tables and, and the Tower of Doom, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I did, did it last year too. I better forget they which did guy. similar. Yeah. 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 This is even, you know, just more ridiculous. Well, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, but. Holy like, crap! It was ridiculous. I'm you surprised know. the ring stood yeah, up there yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> you know, but I did like you said. You know, uh, locking a den in the cage for a while. It's just that's good. It's good heelish stuff. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that was they were great. Yeah. They're great heels. They're yeah. amazing heels. The problem is they're so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. The problem we run into. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, we we talk. Because who is like the faces of NXT? I mean, you have. I mean, there's some guys. I mean, for sure, the four guys that were against the undisputed. Okay, era. okay. You have that. You have that. But like. <laughs> But like you have so many better, and Alistair Black is a face, and but, Velveteen Dream, and it, I mean there are faces, but but the heels just seem to be well. The problem, well, Tommaso Ciampa is a great heel, and I feel like they have great faces. But the problem with the Undisputed Era is they're not in the same boat as Tommaso Ciampa. They're cool heels, yeah. They're they're the heels who get cheered, and that's good and bad because it makes for big reactions, and and crowd wants to see them. 
But at the same time, it's like, mm, how does that work with the people that are against them sometimes? Yeah, because you know? you're not doing some of these other guys a favor who the could get The War Raiders away. have outright not been cheered sometimes because they've been up against the Undisputed Era and people don't want the Undisputed Era to, to lose. Yeah. But the War Raiders were a huge act on the Independence and Ring of Honor and when they were War Machine. But now it's they're struggling to connect with the audience a little bit because they're up against such a popular team. Even though they're the bad guys, so. well, well, it kind of takes a little time because remember, Authors of Pain when they first came in, you know, people were yeah. just like, "Well, can you just kind of couple of big guys?" Well, right, but again, know. but they were heels even, so it didn't matter. And by the end, they were still—I mean, they were still heels. But they wrestled. But the wrestling, they improved. Well, a lot. I mean, that's not true. They were faces at one point because they wrestled with Roderick Strong in the War Games match last year. Yeah. against Sanity and Undisputed Era and all that. Yeah, but but they improved a lot. Yeah. You know, but we'll talk about what happened to them mm. a little bit. Mm. Uh, overall. Outstanding show. Outstanding uh, this, show. This has to be Another. one of the best pay-per-views that they've it's done. It's so funny because I feel like that's the case every time I see a tape. It's like they raised the bar even yeah. more. But I also think there's a case to be made for the fact that they're like three months apart. That Well, that helps. Yeah, Because I haven't seen one in a while, so when I finally see it, it's refreshing and it's, it's yeah. good. You know, Th- This is like like how they run NXT is like the old days of WWE television. The you way know? they run NXT is the way I wish wrestling was <laughs> But <laughs> go, um, go back to the uh, 80s and the I early 90s. I wish I could. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've got the NXT. Uh, I'm, I mean, out of 10, uh, 9. I, I, I think you go the even only, higher. I mean, the, other than well, the, the first match. The only reason I don't give it a 10, the only reason I don't give it a 10 is because of the how short the two out of three falls match was, and it never quite hit that great level for me. It was really good, but it never quite hit. Yeah, great. yeah, because when I was saying, it was almost like a Raw match, but not like in a bad way. It no, was just, it was still good. Just, it, it, it would have been it was, the it, best match I've seen on Raw recently. Yeah, it was but. a TV match. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, I, I, I give it a nine, nine and a half. It was really good. I mean, the, the last match, probably the NXT match of the year. Very, it's very possible that'll that'll be up there for match yeah. of the year. I mean, no. very possible. Yeah, good, so. good stuff. Good, good stuff. So we'll take a quick break. We will come back, and when we we do wee wee, when wee wee, <laughs> uh, wee wee is coming up a little bit. Oh uh, Jesus! Why did you have to bring that up? Well, anyways, <laughs> we're gonna get into Survivor Series on Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat. Miss an episode of ESPR? Find previous episodes and interviews with WWE superstars like Drew McIntyre. Ron and I stepped in the ring once in the UK, and I saw everybody starting to stand on their feet, just getting face to face with each other. And- so that's moments that it's like, wow, you know, we don't have to create an intricate story. People just are into it by just standing face to face. The ravishing Russian Lana. It's going to be a very ravishing little day. Just search ESPR on all your major podcast apps. And we're back. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to breeze through some Survivor Series because oh. some of it's not worth getting into all that much. No. Um, if you, I mean, like, uh, we're, it's time to talk about Survivor Series. We had the pre-show match, which really didn't mean anything, was a tag team match. Ron SmackDown. By the way, I'm going to say this right off the bat. I hate, 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 hate everybody wearing T-shirts. Hate it. I kind of get it in the multi-man matches. I, I get the tag matches. I could forgive, especially with like 16 dudes. Yeah. But I could forgive that if you didn't also make the singles guys wear them because that's just stupid. And then why is Seth Rollins the one dude with a half raw, oh, half yeah, Seth yeah. Rollins shirt? It's just dumb. Um, and like Shinsuke Nakamura's whole outfit was blue. I know what show he's on. Like I, he doesn't also need the shirt, but in any event, pre-show match, it was, it started out kind of as a cluster. By the time we got down to like the last two teams on both sides, it got much better. It was much better that I, I was, Uso's, Uso's got the win in what turned out to be meaningless. Cause apparently the win didn't count. Nope. So no. I, I thought Bobby Roode and Chad Gable and the revival looked great. And that didn't mean anything for the revival on Monday. So. Nope. 
So uh, then on the main card, we kicked the show off with. We had the women's match. Team Raw, Mickey James, Nijax, uh, Tamina, Bailey. It was the singles Tasha. one? No, no, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. It's a women's singles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The sing- not, the, not a team thing. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. It was yeah, the eliminate. Yeah, yeah, they switched out uh, Natalia and, and put on uh, Bailey and Sasha. Yeah, woo. Yeah. Um, so in any event. Which I thought they looked good in the match. I thought they looked good, too, but I wanted to see Ruby Riot in the match. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was super bummed about that. But I love I, me some Ruby Riot. But I think they got plans for Sonya Deville the way that that. The, I think the they got plans for Mandy done. Rose the way or she Or maybe both, too. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like, but they both seem that way. But I'm just going to say this. I mean, some people looked okay in this match, but it wasn't a very good match. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the heat that uh, the Nia heat Jackson. The heat that Nia gets was, was incredible, the heat that Nia got. Yeah. I mean, because those are legit boos. This, oh, yeah. th- this is not like a Roman Reigns or John Cena boo. This is no. This is a, we you, hate you for what you did. You deny us Becky Lynch yeah. in a match, yeah. and uh, so we, you know, <laughs> we hate you for this. Yeah, and they played it up. I, I give them credit. They played it up the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but Team Raw gets the win. Uh, yeah, and you know, it, it. I mean, again, it was okay. It wasn't amazing. It was okay. Yeah, it, it's weird to see Alexa Bliss out there and not wrestling, but you know, yeah. but it makes me worried. Oh, like, she looked cute. Yeah, yes, but um, <laughs> like her and then with Becky, like, how long are they going to be out? Uh, you never know, really. I mean, hopefully Becky not too long. I yeah. mean, but the problem is with a fractured orbital bone that could take a little while. Well, the con- what's the concussion? That's the issue. Well, the concussion. I mean, we've had people get concussions and be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. just a matter of how bad the concussion is. But the fractured orbital bone takes time to heal. Yeah, and so that that could be a while as far as all that's concerned. Yeah, I um, think and I think we could discuss we'll some ideas that, yeah. later. Yeah. Um. What's the next match? Seth Rollins and uh, defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, which uh, the match I enjoyed, but I think you hated this match. Are you? Didn't I didn't like this? hate it. I just didn't really like it because it felt like they they never really got into that gear where they were like, okay, and it's going to start getting amazing right now. And I feel like both guys are capable of that. And it just never got there for me. It was kind of, and then I hated the ending, hated it because we spent the whole buildup to all two weeks of this feud of this match, uh, being like Seth Rollins, isn't even paying attention to Shinsuke Nakamura. He's worried about Dean Ambrose. And that's not just speculation. Seth said it. And I kept he said it out loud. And I kept waiting for Dean. What happened to my voice? I kept I waiting know. for Dean to show up in this match. Yeah, and then he doesn't show up anywhere. No, and then not only does Dean not show up, Seth just beats him clean because that's what Shinsuke needs after not being on TV barely at all. Yeah, you know, since winning the U.S. title, he needs to just completely lose to a guy who wasn't even paying attention to him. Yeah, I thought, and if they weren't going for the clean sweep, uh, you know, which, which, okay. Then Shinsuke should have won this match. But my Shinsuke should have won. However, you could have at least involved Dean somehow to protect Shinsuke, even if he comes out to cost Seth and somehow ends up costing. Like he attacked Seth. Yeah, and it's a and DQ. And that's a DQ win for Raw or something like that. You know, that's that's whatever. That's fine. But just the idea that Seth beat him clean after openly admitting he's not even worrying about Shinsuke Nakamura is it does help stupid. Shinsuke. Yeah, I, well, I will say this with Shinsuke because you know, like. With AJ Styles, like the first time they wrestled, you know, it was okay. Yeah. And then the next time they wrestled is even better. Then the third match, the last man standing, was a great match. And I wonder if that's, you know, if, if like he needs to wrestle somebody a couple of times. It's almost like he needs to wrestle them on the house show circuit, develop a match, and then do something great in the pay-per-view. Because it always seems like it takes him a couple of matches to have a good match with somebody. And this wasn't bad, but it's like AJ Styles, it kept getting better as they kept going through the feud and stuff. Right. So, so I, I don't know if that's just maybe his style or maybe, you know, he's 
I don't know what it is, but this seems like the more he wrestles somebody, the better the matches get. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. But the problem is I don't know that we'll ever get back to this. Probably not. I mean, let's turn on the same brand. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it again. I'll be, I'll be fine with it. Yeah. But if that's if they ever do, I mean, that's yeah. the catch. So, uh, you ready for the next match? Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, AOP, because that's what they go by now. And the bar. And match sucked. Yeah. It was sloppy. It was, it was, it seemed discoordinated or uncoordinated. Uh, it didn't seem like there was any chemistry at all between the two teams, which, hey, when there's no effing feud between them, what a surprise. Yeah. You know? Um, I just I didn't enjoy this match at all, which bummed me out because I like both teams. And then the ending was the dumbest thing in the world because why did we have Drake Maverick pee himself? Why? Like that was such a Vince thing. Yeah, like that's so it screams Vince McMahon humor. I will have the Big Show grab him and then he will pee Don't his pants. So scared, he'll pee himself. <laughs> and I, I, that just screams Vince McMahon humor, and it's the dumbest thing ever. And the worst part is that now AOP, this team of badasses. You now just, you they just come run. out on Raw, and the crowd chants AOPP. Way to go. I did see a tweet afterwards that said, well, because uh, they came out, and they fa- who'd they face on Raw? Uh, Bobby Roode and... Uh, and they lost in like two minutes yeah, or something Yeah, and like uh, that. the other dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, Chad Gable. Chad Gable. I saw a tweet after that that said, well, Vince didn't get the Legion of Doom right either. <laughs> and I mean, like... It's a fair point. He yeah. didn't. And, I mean, who was the manager for these guys when they started? Paul Ellering. That's Paul, Paul Ellering, yeah. which, I mean, there's the connection. But he needs to come back. Like, yeah. he should come back and be like, Drake Maverick needs to get out of here, you know, blah, blah. And, like, they should just turn on Drake Maverick and bring Paul Ellering back. Yeah. Because they need to get Drake away from them. Because that does not need to be associated with them at all. No. No. At no. the very least, he needs to... The best thing I can think is they they need to come out and like Drake Maverick needs to come out and seem like almost sadistic like in the, like they need to face Chad Gable and Bobby Roode again and after the jokes they made yeah. AOP needs to destroy them and then Drake Maverick needs to be like a drill instructor like screaming out orders for them about how to demolish I mean and this is after the match yeah. about how to demolish and hurt Chad Gable and Bobby Roode to like give himself an edge back or something like that you know what I mean yeah, there's no there's no edge right now. They lost None. it. Yeah, and the ma- and the match wasn't good, but the AOP ends up winning, and that's how it is. Yeah. So, um. Anyways, next match, much better. Was this the men's match or cruiserweight match? The this cruiserweight, is the cruiserweight title match. <laughs> yeah, Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali. Wow. Okay, fantastic match. This match actually felt like it belonged on Takeover. Yeah. <laughs> um. This yeah. match was fantastic. Uh. It's very. I mean, you could make an argument for this being match of the night. In all honesty. Um, I think you can make an argument for almost every match from here on out. Just about, yeah, except for maybe maybe the, the five on five match after. Even this. that one, I feel like if but, you were into the the craziness they were doing, yeah. you could make that argument. But I wouldn't buy it. The but I mean, this match was fantastic. Buddy and Mustafa both looked amazing. Crowd loved it, which I'm happy for. With the two hundred five, yeah. there's a two hundred five live chant. Yeah. at a pay per view. Yeah, I I'm happy because I want these guys to succeed. And it was a great match. Fantastic. Buddy, Mur- I mean, we knew Buddy Murphy was good. Oh yeah, he's just killing. It right you know now. the fact that you know he can you know compete in NXT and do all this stuff. He's yeah. operating on a whole nother level. Yeah, a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, but fantastic match. If you if you go back and watch this the pay per view, you haven't watched it yet. That's the match you start with. Yes, start with the cruiserweight title match and then watch on. If that was the whole pay per view from then <laughs> on, it would have been a great pay per view. Yes, but no, we had that other crap first. Yeah. 
So, but that was a great match. Yeah. Uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Again, uh, way better than the other ones we'd seen at that point the, during that night. Um, it, it was chaotic. It was fun. It was some nonsense here and there. Samoa Joe be eliminated the Samoa first. Jo- I feel like there's got to be there's a reason for that. He didn't just get eliminated for no reason. He either one of a few things could have happened here. Uh, he's hurt. And we he, don't know. he might be hurt, and we don't know. So he's out quick because you got to protect him. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, he's uh, maybe you know it might not have been to screw Joe. It might have been just we need to get Drew McIntyre over as a threat, and everybody knows Joe's a tough guy. So he lays out Samoa Joe quick. Boom. People know Drew's a threat, you know. Man, man the crowd crapped on that, that. crowd. Well, he's from there. Of course, they're gonna crap on it. Um, I but mean, I mean, yeah, Joe, Joe out Jeff fast. Yeah. Joe out fast. That's uh, yeah. But I don't think they wanted him to sacrifice a face. You sa- in, uh, in their good. mind, I think they're like, we sacrifice a heel, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, and you're not gonna sacrifice the Miz because you need him for the story. Right. Exactly. So you're kind of your hands are tied yeah. a little bit. So in any event, uh, he it, Drew McIntyre takes out. Um, Samoa Joe really fast, and it's, you know, shocking, to say the least. But the rest of the match was still good. was still entertaining. Uh, I think one of the coolest things, one of the fun, the best things throughout was watching Miz um, coerce Shane McMahon into doing all the crazy stuff. Uh, that I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. He, he was... He was, he was Tricking him. Set up Braun on the table. Come on, get up there. Yeah. You know. And then he, you know, go do the co- the coast to coast. All yeah. right, do another Here, coast to coast. <laughs> and then there Braun comes up and just swats Shane out of the air, which was amazing. <laughs> I, I'll give Kevin Dunn or whoever directed that credit because they got the shot yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that's just because it didn't feature a guy that Triple H loves. Yeah. So if, um, <laughs> but it, it, it was, it that was fun to see. Uh, there was some good craziness throughout all this. Finn, Finn had a good showing. Um, Braun, of course, looked like Braun yeah. through the whole thing. He eliminated four members of the team, so I mean, yeah. he he did his job. Uh, you know, and even in his role, I thought Corbin did a good job. I thought I thought so. Yeah, Corbin has gotten better as a character throughout the last several months, and I think a lot of that is due to the fact they pulled him out of wrestling matches, and mo- for the most part, and have made him be a character. And so I think he's done a better job of focusing on some of that. I'm not saying the guy's great. So nobody write me being like, what are you talking about? He's not a great blah, blah. I'm just saying he's gotten better than he was previously. That's all. They just have to not make him look like an idiot. Right. Um, anyway, so Team Raw gets the win uh, over everybody uh, in that match. And it's, uh, what were the, the Soul Survivors were Braun, uh, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Lashley. kind of forgot he was on the team. Didn't, yeah. didn't do much. But didn't do there. a whole lot. But hey, he was there and he won. Yeah. Um, and uh, afterwards, Corbin attacks Braun real fast, and then beats feet out of the yeah. <laughs> out of the place with uh, McIntyre and Lashley. And I'm wondering if this is there's going to be some kind of union there between them because they kind of seemed like a unit at that yeah. point. So I'm wondering if that keeps going. But I tell you, I think I think Braun came out of this looking good. I think McIntyre came out of this looking good. Yes, uh, I think Corbin came out of it looking all right, and I think Miz came out of it looking good. I yeah, think those were your those were the people who really benefited. From yeah, this match. yeah. I Miz was great directing traffic. Uh, obviously, yeah. Strowman, you know, the beating he's four being, members. He's Strowman for great. <laughs> I mean, he just he strode all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Destroyed the team in four minutes. He destroyed, strowmaned everybody. Let's see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, next match: Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. Hey, you know what? For no uh, build, I wasn't Holy sure crap. what I was going to get, and right up until the ending, which I mean, I'm not. We're gonna. I'm talking. I'm talking about the ending as a separate thing. What they were doing up to that point, I was in. That yeah. was physical. It was aggressive, and I thought they had some really good like counter uh, chains and whatnot. Yeah, um, there was some good stuff in there. There was. I was really into that match. Actually, I was really in. 
And uh, then Charlotte snapped and attacked um, uh, attacked Ronda. Ronda. So there's a Kendall stick. Is that the Kendall stick left over from NXT? I was just trying to figure uh, out the logic of the fact that there was one of those in the at ringside. You know? Oh, but there's always Kendo sticks <laughs> yeah. under there. If you lift up the curtain, there's there yeah. the oh, there, apron. There's tons there, of things. There's tables and chairs yeah. and ladders. Um, and she beat the ever-loving bejesus out of yeah. Ronda at the end of the match. And the story that they should have told there, which I'm disappointed that they haven't, is that Charlotte was realizing she couldn't put Ronda away, and so she snapped. Well, the announcers kind of said that a little bit, but she didn't really. I, a little bit. But then the thing is, on SmackDown, Charlotte came out and didn't say that. No. She... And then Paige, the good guy GM, came out and backed her up. Well, I think I think it's the brand loyalty thing. No, no, you could still go out. She should be pissed she lost the match for SmackDown. Brand loyalty, my ass. You cost us the match yeah. by doing that. But the, it, It's weird. If it's brand loyalty, you should have won. Is This is a really weird situation right now with Becky Lynch. and I don't get on. it. Because it seems like they just did exactly what they were going to do with Becky, with Charlotte, and now the problem is, well, what the hell? Who's well, who's the bad guy yeah. here? So when Becky comes, are you giving Charlotte Becky's run to Charlotte yeah. as far as that character? Because I'm going to be pretty upset yeah. if that's the way it's yeah, going. You're going to piss off the universe. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. So, because uh, they cheered her. Because Ronda, after after she got the beatdown, yeah. did not get the sympathetic cheering. She got booed out of the building. Right. You know, but it was I, a very, the, great crowd. Well, well, yeah, the crowd was weird. The crowd can go to hell. I didn't like the crowd at all. Um, because the next night on Raw, we got a couple of Becky chants. Yeah. But they were on Ronda's side by the end of that whole thing. And I mean, so again, I don't think Ronda's really in trouble. I think that crowd was just really strange. And again, yeah. if you're against Becky, you're going to get booed. Yeah, I'm it, expecting. Yeah, because yeah, we figured if when before everything changed that okay, Becky is Ronda's going to get booed out of the building because of Becky. You know, right? That because was she the was case Becky's opponent, yeah. so that she's going to be the bad guy here no matter what. Yeah, and that's fine. But I mean, and again, the next night on Raw, the Becky chance happened, but then they were back on Ronda's side for yeah. the end of this of that part. So. The Charlotte thing is, is, is weird, you know, because then, then last night, you know, they're chanting for Becky to come out, you know, the saver when the two on you know, then, beatdown was happening. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> they're still treating her like a good guy, which I'm sorry, the way Charlotte acted during that beatdown was heel all the way. Yeah, and even her speech. And so, again, it's like the heel, this is what Becky did, where it was like her beatdown of Charlotte was heelish, right? But then she didn't act like a heel. Yeah. She kind of treated it as a tweener thing. Okay, that works, but you can't do it with everybody. It only works for really one person. Like, one character gets to get away with that. Everybody else, you kind of need to define your role a little bit. It, it, I, where's it, I, I will say this, because you do wonder where this all this is going. Because after last week's invasion, you know, all yeah. the talk was it was going to be Ronda and Becky at WrestleMania instead of Ronda and Charlotte. Is it a triple threat? Uh, I mean, everything I'm hearing still is Becky and Ronda. You know, because how do you, how do you take... Which you, now it should be Becky and Ronda because yeah. we were denied the match at Survivor Series. We we I wanted it. I wanted it at WrestleMania. And you, and you have a, a build up. I mean, let that. And, and you have your hottest star. Yeah. When's the last time somebody's been this legit over? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, Daniel Bryan. I probably. But yeah. uh, we'll get to you in a second. We're talking about going the opposite direction in yeah. a strange way. But but it's it's so weird that the best storyline on the shows involve the woman right now. I'm happy about it though. You know, we've when's the last time that's been happened? This is great. Oh, it's fantastic. So and moving on to the main event of the <laughs> evening, the WWE Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, the WWE champion. <laughs> and uh, you know what? This great is, match. It started off really like what well, is weird, because Daniel came out and attacked him. 
And then, and then all of a sudden, it just the suplexes, and then you know Brock like I can do this all night. Yeah, no, I and love that. that I love that Brock. That I Brock, that yeah. Brock. The, it started out as your stereotypical Brock match, and then Brian takes over, and it was believable offense. And yeah. Brock is so good at selling for guys half his size. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It's weird how good he is at it. <laughs> but man, what a good match! Yeah, what a good. They actually had me believe, even though I know logically sitting here now. That Brock Lesnar, they had me believing he was about to tap out to the S-lock. Yeah, because he's, he's got a USC fight coming up, so he's not losing. He's, and he's damn sure not tapping out. No, no, but I thought it was like, oh my gosh, because he, man, he was, he give correct, as much as you get tired of him or whatever else, I am saluting him. He was great in that match because the believability, and I thought, I mean, he's going to tap out. I can't believe this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, give me more of this Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I'm into this, and it seems like yeah. we're going to get more of yeah, this Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it's, it's weird because... The crowd, I think, didn't know what to do because they had the heel turn, and, and, and then, um, you know, so you didn't have that big yes chance and all that momentum coming out. So the crowd was just like, "Well, what do we cheer for?" Because right. we like Daniel Bryan, but 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 he just know, turned heel. He just turned heel. He did, he just you know took Brock's out. Brock's always a heel. Yeah, he took out a wrestler that we like, and but then Daniel basically winning the yes chance on, uh, you know, on SmackDown. But um, right, it, it's but yeah. I mean, the last half of this card was great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I would go back and watch. You know, usually like, I always rate a show if I go back and watch it high. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like take over. I'd go back and check out some of that. Um, this is the last half of Survivor Series here. Yeah, agreed. The, the first half. Um, I, if, I, if I'm grading the whole show, if I'm being fair, because, I mean, again, I well, I feel like two-thirds of the show was really good. Because I feel like if you start with the cruiserweight match, isn't that like the third match or something? That like, was or fourth the, match? the fourth match, yeah. Okay, and there were like nine matches. Yeah, the and show, the women's match wasn't bad. And the I Seth think it was very good. and Shinsuke, nah, it's, nah, the tag nah, match nah, is really nah. If those were the level of matches we were getting, they were going to stick with like a six or a seven. But I think I'm going to give this show an eight overall. Okay. Just because I feel like the second half of the show I, really picked it up. The tired, I, th- I thought it was. But the last half of the show was great. Yeah. So I, I, I go to seven. I, I just... Well, you know what? Say seven and a half. No, I don't know. Seven and a half, eight. I can't make up my mind. It's somewhere in there. It's a B show. It's a B B show. Grade wise, B show. In any event, so that's Survivor Series. Well, the booking, Um, the fact that SmackDown, not counting the uh, pre-show, didn't win anything because all for storyline purposes. um, And that's my thing. Okay, here's the thing: they do that running count all night. Who cares? Because nothing's on the line. Yeah, I think it's online. There's Other nothing on the line. Baron Corbin's job, which nobody really Whatever, cares Whatever, nobody about. cares. The point, but so why should SmackDown care? Yeah. You know, why does SmackDown care they lost 6 nothing? Why? Why do they care? Because it's not like Raw benefits from it at all. It's not like SmackDown's yeah. punished. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing along those lines. You know, come up with some kind of stakes for this. Because then, at least it matters that Raw's ahead. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, but but, but know. no, they're gonna save it for the mixed tag challenge. Uh, Corey Graves was great though because he did bring up the pre-show a couple of times during the show. Well, right. the SmackDown went on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> they're like, because he didn't stop saying that later on. Well, they st- even kind of stopped doing the count later on when it was obvious that Raw won the night. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. So in any event, uh, we'll take a quick break and uh, we will. Go on to uh, check out some uh, listener mail coming up. Miss an episode of ESPR? Find previous episodes and interviews with WWE superstars like Seth Rollins. Do you miss doing the curb stop? I love that move. Oh, yeah, we all did. (laughs) (laughs) The Miz. Well, it is the most must-see podcast of all time, isn't it? Yes. It's the best one. It's the most must-see. It's awesome. It's, what is it, eat, sleep, repeat, Uh, something, another thing? Who cares? Who cares? It's amazing. Just search ESPR. 
on all your major podcast apps. And we're back, both metaphorically and physically, because Dave turned things off. <laughs> Whoops. Um, in any event, it's time to dive into some listener mail. First of all, right away, I want to say Joshua Gregg said Survivor Series, six to one blowout, at, quote, pre-show uh, counts. <laughs> so uh, if you're asking Josh, the pre-show matters. It should. Hashtag pre-show matters. But does it? In any no. event, uh, then jumping over to the email, we got some emails here. First email from Corey. Uh, going to tell us, uh, let's see. Of course, TakeOver was awesome. Velveteen Dream is going to be a star. The War Games match was better than it had any right to be. Yeah. So much carnage. Questionable booking decisions aside, Survivor Series was good. Really wish SmackDown would have gotten some wins. I'm pretty sur- surprised they put Nia over Asuka, especially with just what happened to Becky. But I guess that's one way to generate heat. Rollins versus Nakamura was good. Uh, surprised Dean didn't get involved. We agree yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Holy effing heck, though, I did not see Charlotte turning the way she did. That was brutal. But she didn't turn. That's the catch. Yeah. And I did yeah. enjoy the Brian versus Lesnar was a competitive match. I'm not surprised by the outcome. If Survivor Series did anything, it made me want to watch, watch Raw and SmackDown this week. So well done. And then that here's the problem. It made you want to watch, watch Raw and SmackDown, which is good. That should be the result. You should want to watch both programs. But then they both sucked. So that's a real problem. The, the segment at the beginning of Raw was too long. And then uh, the that, whole, both shows, the matches just. Uh, both shows were bad this week. Yeah. And it, SmackDown, the one real highlight from SmackDown was Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, because the, the missed segment was very disappointing. It, too long, too. It, it, it kind of went on for a little bit, and then the the tag match was pointless. And it, no, yeah, nope, nothing. And by the way, yeah, Charlotte, because the fact that you know she went fought the Iconics, um, yeah, still face. Yeah, and when she goes out there and gives a face promo, and she's backed up by the face GM. Yeah, so stupid. Uh, okay, don't so. screw this up, WWE. You have Becky needs to come back and call her bluff. Yeah, and be like, you're full of it. This is not no, no. You know what I mean? That's what she needs to do. Uh, up next was an email from Josh. I know you guys will hit all the topics on the show, so I have more of an off-script question. After all of the excellent matches on TakeOver, why is Lars Sullivan getting the coming soon vignettes? Is that just Vince's love for big guys? I would match. I would much rather see at Dream, Adam Cole, Ricochet, etc. way before him. Plus, he's, is he, uh, plus, he's going to end up lost in the mix and not on TV like Sanity, most likely anyway. Thoughts? Again, uh, I feel like if he ends up on SmackDown, he stands a better chance. Just because Vince does love big guys, yeah, and he could be that guy on SmackDown. If he's on Raw, you're right; he's going to get lost. We, we talked about this guy because man, yeah. he wants and guys who have improved. Here's a guy that Lars um, is much improved. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to make him NXT champion. He's already been in that spot for title matches and whatnot. And that's the thing: if he's not going to be champion, just move him up. I mean, they're not really going to do anything else. Very for him. physical Samoa Joe kind of style, but just younger and everybody and else you named: free. Ricochet, Adam Cole, Dream. Those people all still in the middle of storylines and, yeah. and high profile at the moment. So Lars, I mean, he's ready. Why not move him up? Yeah. And again, I feel like SmackDown's a good place for him. Again, if he goes to Raw, he's going to be overshadowed by Braun Strowman, uh, 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 Drew McIntyre. Um, Bobby Lashley. Bobby extent. Lashley even. I mean, he's close to the – I mean, he's at least as muscular as he yeah. is. Uh, so, I mean, he's just not going to stand out that much on Raw. SmackDown, he'll stand out a, more, a little more. Yeah, big show's on there, but he's about the only one. He's not really wrestling. He's just more of a um, which yeah, the role he has is perfect for him for now. At this that point, that that's yeah. what he should be until at some point. It's he should really wear. Di- I feel like you should really wear different gear if you're not wrestling though, like something. Wear anything. To, even even come out in your hoodie that but, you used to wear. Just don't come out in the corporate big show. No, I don't need a corporate <laughs> big show. Thank you. I don't need a corporate big show. Yeah. But in any event, so uh, that's listener mail. That's Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat Episode Seventy Five. Next week, holy crap, guys, we get to take a week where we just talk about regular wrestling stuff. Yeah, and not pay per views. No, there's no pay per view next week. I don't. 
God, I hope not. All right, uh, it's Thanksgiving this week. Biggest turkey of the year so far. Oh, I mean, do they have to be on the roster? No. Uh, Enzo? Uh, I mean, maybe uh, Enzo. He got thrown out of the Survivor Series. He got thrown out of a plane. Uh, you know what? Okay, you, 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 that's what you're going to determine to be the turkey of the year? Yeah. Okay. My turkey of the year is not a person. My turkey of the year is Crown Jewel. <laughs> the whole thing. All of it start yeah, to finish. Yeah, yeah. Crown Jewel. So, boom, there's my turkey of the year. <laughs> and uh, if you had a turkey of the year, let us know who it was at ESPR at FM99.com so we can figure out who you thought was the turkey of the year. And again, please find us on all your major podcast apps. Just search ESPR WWE and give us a listen. Share us, please, with all your friends on the Facebook, facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter, at ESPR99. And if you're listening to us, give us a five-star rating and review. Until then, we will eat, sleep, podcast. Oh, we're going to eat. You darn sure. We're going to eat. Eat a lot. You repeat yeah. a lot. Of that and we're going to repeat that function. Wait, no. Eat, sleep, podcast, and then. Repeat. Repeat.